0: So thank you for giving your testimony tonight. Um, it's, It's a big deal to be able to share about the story of God in your life, so really do appreciate it. The first question, I've been sent through a list of questions. Hopefully you got the same list of questions that I did from Rebecca, because I know if I was Rebecca, I would probably send us both different sets of questions just for the crack. So hopefully your questions line up with mine. The first question, which I've learned off by heart, the rest I have not, is can you share a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, so I'm Fiona Bellwood, I'm 19. I'm studying food technology at local college in Cookstown. If anyone knows what that is. Um,
0: what is food technology? Is it like how to assemble food? Like like. I
1: don't even know myself. It's just like, like the manufacturing and the quality of food.
0: Nice. Okay. So you would like test food and like how many calories are in it and stuff. Well, no. No. Okay. <laughs> um, so, what is food technology? So, like,
1: I'd be like the person saying a food, like a food company. Yes. On the factory floors, like testing the products to see if they're like the microbial quality is okay. And, the like,
0: microbial quality. <laughs> <laughs> What's microbial quality? Like bacteria. Right. Okay. So you keep it safe. Yeah. You keep food safe. Yes. That's that's a big that's a big task. Yep. Thank you. So, like at Christmas dinner, are you like quite over the top when everybody's cooking stuff? Yeah. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, anyway continue sharing about yourself
1: um, I've got two sisters who know and Grace I've got a boyfriend it's Mark sitting on the front row
0: and out of those three who's your favourite I not say oh that's one of the questions <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not
1: I've also got a Bernese mountain dog called Jessie she'd be been been my favourite
0: has it been on a mountain before
1: um no right <laughs>
0: I'm sure it's depressed
1: she's been in Portrait of sand fair enough <laughs>
0: So, a Burmese, Burmese mountain dog that's never been to a mountain. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, next question. Unless you finished, or yeah, you haven't finished, yeah. that's, that's good. Skip. Thank you very much. Uh, where, slash, how, slash, when <laughs> <laughs> was it that you first heard the gospel? So, okay. where, how, and when?
1: So, I was brought up in a Christian home and that we attended Cross Garfrey Presbyterian Church as a family where I attended Sunday school Bible class, um, children's meeting, TV, CE, holiday Bible clubs, everything going. Mm -hmm. So there I heard like the new good news gospel that I needed to be saved and Jesus died on the cross for us so we could go to be, go to heaven to be with him.
0: Fab, fab. And do you remember like was, do you remember like a specific time or what was said or, you know, like the first time you kind of dedicated your life to God? Next. Or is that the next question? Sorry. <laughs> Dear, I didn't know we were on a script. I thought this was going to be like Ant and Dec. Well, You'd okay, be Ant and Dec. Okay. Next question.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> when was it that you decided to put your trust in the Lord?
1: Yeah, so I was six years old. It was after children's meeting one night. It was Sandy Boy doing the story at children's meeting across Gar. And I don't know what he was speaking on, but all I know is I came home and I said to my mum and dad that I wanted to get saved. And then they brought me into the room and then they led me to the Lord
0: that night. Amazing. That's fab. And does Sandy know that? Have you ever told him that? Yeah, mum rang him that night. That she night? Thing. Yeah, fab. She told me that. Sounds good. Next question I have. How has your relationship with God changed over the years?
1: Yeah, so as I said, I was six when I got saved. So I was in primary school and the whole way through primary mm-hmm. school. I didn't really think much else of it because I was with... Well, most of my teachers were Christians, so we got Christian teaching and stuff at school. And we had messages in assembly, so that was easy to take a stand for no. God there. And then I moved to Down High and was there from first year. And I was blessed with Christian friends throughout the whole way through school. And we attended CSU on a Tuesday afternoon, which was good. And during school, then I would have not known the importance of doing my quiet time with God. Mm-hmm. So I would have always done that, which would help me through my walk through school. But then last year I started at Lockery and then that was a really big challenge for me since I didn't know anybody on my course or staying up in halls since I stay up in halls too. And the first night I was there, um, all the girls were asking me if I wanted to go out drinking that night with them to the pub. And that was really hard because Dad told me from the very outset that I was there that I needed to take a stand for God. So I just told them that I don't drink and that I'm a Christian. And so that was good. I got to like witness to them that way. And it was really hard to take my stand, but like I don't regret it because now they know where I stand and what I believe in. So I've also been blessed with um, good Christian friends on my course, which has been really good. And it's such an answer to prayer too.
0: That's amazing. I suppose linked to that, what ways have you been encouraged in your faith? I suppose you've touched on a few of them by having Christian friends yes, and Christian so family. Yeah,
1: that was a big answer to prayer, to have Christian friends up at Lockery. Since like there's no um, CU anything up at Lockery, so then we would come to some of my Lockery friends, we would come down to like Queen's, or and CU so. on a Monday and Tuesday night, which is really nice to spend time with Christians down there, which is like a big encouragement since we don't get that at Lockery. Also which this encouraged me is going on mission teams, so I went on two, three beach mission teams a couple of years ago and that was really good and like you got to mix the Christian people there and got to spread the good news of the gospel to the boys and girls down south, which I really enjoyed.
0: That's incredible. Wow. Lots of encouragement. Um next question is then what advice would you give to young believers in the world we are living in today?
1: So my Mean, a piece of advice would be to take your stand from the very outset. I know it might be hard, but like, you will never, you won't regret it. As like, the world we're living in today, like, we need to take our stand because nobody else is gonna stand up for God if we don't. Mm-hmm. And verse, first Jude verse 1, Jude chapter 1 verse 3, it says that you shall earnestly contend for the faith. Which was once delivered onto the saints. So this means we are God's people and we are to stand for our faith in Him and we need to do what the Bible tells us to do, which is to be apart from the world and shine for Him, shine for Him.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's tough and I think it's. To keep strong in the faith and keep focused on God, we have the Bible, of course, yes. to help us with that. So, do you have a favourite Bible verse or maybe passage so, that's meaningful for you?
1: One of my favourite Bible verses is First Peter chapter 5, verse 7. And it says, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. So, this verse is really important to me because I'm a warrior and I worry about everything, and I was so worried about even doing this tonight. And the verse tells us that we just need to cast our worries onto God and he's in control of everything and he's got a plan for every single one of our
0: lives. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate your time and thanks for sharing. It's a big, big
2: task. So thank you. You've encouraged us all. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to read Luke chapter 15, verses 8 to 10, which says, Either what woman, having ten pieces of silver, if she loses one piece, does not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she finds it? And she has found it, she called her friends and her neighbours together, saving, rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God, over one sinner that repenteth. So this is a parable uh, spoken to the Pharisees and scribes, but also uh, heard by sinners and tax collectors who came close by. Uh, this reminds us that the gospel is for everyone, regardless of their position in society. This woman is interested in one of her ten coins. Before this parable, it was the one of a hundred sheep. This tells us that God is interested in individuals and that the salvation is a personal choice, not a group decision. Um, It is is thought that this coin was probably part of a chain worn around the woman's head as a mark of a married woman. It would have been very special and precious to her. Uh, She was really upset after having lost it. So each one of us... This shows us that each one of us is precious to God, and the Bible tells us that God does not want us to lose any one of us, uh, and salvation is for everybody. Uh, We belong to God, just like the coin belonged to the woman. Even when it it slipped out of sight, it still belonged to her. When we get saved, it is good to know that we can never fall out of God's hands, and he will always keep with us. Uh, when When she lost the coin, she got a lamp and swept the house. She searched carefully for the lost coin. If we want to reach out to people and tell them about God's salvation, this gives us a good plan to follow. For example, step one, the Bible is the light or the lamp that we need to read our Bible. is to see what God knows, see what God wants us to know, and it gives helpful verses and we need to listen to this. Uh, Step two is to sweep your house. There's a verse that says, search me, O God, and my thoughts. In other words, get our own lives in order um, before we reach out to others, as I said, a good example. Step 3. We need to search carefully. Her search was thorough and methodical. Our service to God should be sincere. Also, we should let them remain. Also, we should not be content with letting other people remain in the dark and we should <coughs> desire to tell them of God. It's reassuring that she is looking for one coin. God doesn't ask us to do enormous tasks. Maybe we could talk to one person quietly or on their own. Um, it doesn't have to be a showstopper or it doesn't have to be like a big public appearance. Uh, as it can pack others more on their own. This woman was in her own house looking for the lost coin. We Maybe we should smart, start small too and tell those around us. Rejoicing is a result of her search. In the parable, the coin is found and we know that it represents a sinner who gets saved. It is lovely to think that God and the angels want individuals to be saved so much that there is rejoicing in heaven for us. We might not feel important now but it is amazing that we are each important to God the matter to the and we matter the creator of the universe. God says, My word will not return unto me void, so if we do try to speak to others about salvation, it will not be un- worth- it will not be worthwhile. No, it will be worthwhile. We just need to be brave enough to try. Thank you.